Welcome to The Working Wellbeing. My name is Nicole Tedeschi, and I'm your host who is shining light on the unique journeys of such brave individuals from all different backgrounds and occupations who are speaking out about their own struggles and what has helped get them through. Words of healing, learning, and growth hear conversations that are full of resilience and humanity. This platform is about mental health advocacy and helping each other when navigating the everyday routines of life, no matter what that looks like. This is a space to relate and bring inspiration as we are here to get through together in unity. Thank you for being here. And I only hope that this podcast makes you believe more that your story matters that you are capable of facing the unknown, that you are more than enough, and that you are not alone. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed during this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please seek the advice of your mental health professional or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding your condition. I am super excited about this podcast episode because I have with me Philip Destruge. He is a family photographer as well as a personal branding photographer. He's also a husband and father. Welcome, Philip. It is such a pleasure having you on the podcast today. Hey, hey, Nicole. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, I always love um, stuff like this, you know getting it's like little conversations that you get to have with interesting people. Yes. I'm so excited for you to share, you know, your story with our listeners. Thank you. Thank you. So um, first question is how did you get into entrepreneurship and what made you decide to take that leap of following your passion for photography? Hmm. Entrepreneurship for me, uh, it starts within my family. Uh, I have a long history of uncles, grandfathers, my dad, um, that all pursued it, right, uh, to go out on their own. Um, where I'm from, where my, well, my parents are originally from are Ecuador, and uh, a lot of them, they're, they're, they are architects. Um, some of them are in are agriculture. Others oh, wow. um, own a lot of, of spaces, in, like real estate, okay. you know, so like beachside property or within the city. Um, so, you know, they're, they're well off. Right. Um, and again, they're, they're self-made and my dad too, at one point was like doing some, uh, into like different types of businesses. And the one that worked out the best was like a window cleaning business. Okay. Um, so you could say it was my DNA, oh, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like I had a, I had a good example of people. Mm-hmm. I've, I've always had that bug, um, but I never really pursued it um life is funny you know it throws you like a bunch of punches and throws you for a whirlwind so when my father passed away um I was like 16 so I didn't really have much time to to really explore or if anything the resources to do anything that I really wanted and so I kind of had to just jump in help my mom out provide for the family Mm -hmm. um you know my brother was on his own with his wife and they were doing their own thing um you know dealing with the the loss of our father um so you know there's that that went on for a while Mm -hmm. because we all grieve differently 
Um, but I spent most of my, I guess, my youth, mm-hmm. I'm young, but still, you know, my early youth yeah. um, from like 17 after I graduated um, in my 20s. And it was just basically working a regular nine to five, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, paying for the bills, making sure everything's taken care of. And then, but a lot of party. Um, okay. And it wasn't healthy partying, you know what I mean? It was trying to mask the pain, oh, you know, I push it away, just push it under. You know, then I met my wife and she was a blessing. Um, and so she bought me my first camera. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, in our first year, she bought me my first camera because she was like, oh, I want to take pictures on vacation. I was like, uh-huh. oh, yeah, of course. Who doesn't? And like, um, and so I actually came across this Japanese blog, Hayumi Natsuyashi, I think is her name. Okay. I, that's, I only call her name, and I think I'm saying it right, I hope, but it was a Japanese blog, and I didn't understand any of the words, obviously, mm-hmm. um, but her images were insane. It was oh, so wow. cool. So basically what she was doing is she would find the space, or oh, I don't know if somebody was helping her, but she would find the space to set her camera, and she would take a picture of herself, like a self-portrait, Okay. And it would be of her levitating. So, oh my God. Once I figured it out how she did it, she basically would walk into a crowd of people and just jump and just maintain like a perfect pose as if she was just floating across the people. And it was so interesting because everybody's moving on throughout their day. Nobody really knows what's going on. So, some random girl jumping. Mm -hmm. But the image itself was awesome. So, it really. It really stuck with me and I kept looking at more of her work and she and that was her thing you know like cleaning around the house which as she was floating and levitating and oh she would be goodness. in a museum watching art and everybody oh. was like you know looking at the paintings and she's just floating looking at the painting and I was like oh my god That's that is so cool yeah yeah and for its time too because we're talking mm-hmm. about like 2011 um oh, yes. so there wasn't that much information about how to use a camera or what you know there wasn't youtube as you know as far as like photography education Mm -hmm. so it was incredible to me i was like oh my goodness this is so cool and i just really dove deep um and it was the first time that i actually felt you know wanting to do something creative so i grabbed my camera and i started trying to you know replicate it um and i would go outside and it looked funny just jumping across the street, you know, and people are like, what is this guy doing? And then I go home and I basically uh, reverse engineering every photo. Okay. Um, and like she was doing her, her vacuum and I did that. I have a shot of that, you know, somewhere. In my I would love to things. see these. Oh my goodness. I, I gotta, I gotta find them. They're really, <laughs> it was just really cool, you know, to see something, you create something and yeah. you actually achieve it. And, um, and it was all self-taught too, because again, there was no really resource. I kind of had to figure out, figure out how she did it and figure out how it was going to be done on the camera. So figuring out the technical uh, parts by myself, um, which was also interesting to me because it was cool. Again, it was like taking apart a car and putting it back together without yeah. really knowing everything. And then I just continued from there doing more like creative things and I would see pretty cool stuff and I try to look for artists um but I got more into portrait I tried everything really mm-hmm. tried weddings you know I didn't like that I tried the babies I didn't like that tried pets you know like we love pets but I can't do the photos part 
but I then I stumbled upon portraits and that was like that was another whole thing that just opened up and it was awesome um just you know and I would reach out to people who were interesting and I'm in New York and there's a lot of interesting people yeah, a lot of beautiful and interesting people mm-hmm. um a lot of like people with stories right yeah and um you know at first I was just I started with my friends but then I started reaching out like on Instagram and people will get excited but like oh that's cool I like your work thank you and you know and I'll just go on and we meet up and go to Central Park and just like take pictures and stuff and I created some of my my most significant work Mm -hmm. and not in the sense that it was like the greatest but significant in the sense that it was it was creatively like free Mm. right I got to do so much stuff like I would just play with colors and I'd play with with light and with the sun um and and the person you know I got to connect with them so the biggest part of that was I think what I enjoyed the most is the connection right because what happens is you allow someone you know well they sorry they allow you to photograph them and so essentially they're vulnerable Mm, they open yeah. they they've opened themselves up to you they've trusted you enough to photograph them because it's not easy i've been photographed like, like i've asked my my friends for, like professionals to photograph me because i want to experience what it is to be on the other side of the lens yeah. it's nerve-wracking it is because you yeah. have no idea what's going on That's you don't know so what true. they're seeing you know i understood that and so i had to create this connection i had to create this trust between two people mm-hmm. um between myself and, and them and and it was awesome um and so then as i kept going a lot of my work i would study like artists like had that were in the past like Irving Penn, and it's people that are still now annie leibovitz and like you know i would i would look up their work and try to figure out you know what their style was and take Mm -hmm. pieces of each one's style and try to put it together and mesh it into my own um sometimes i was successful and a lot of times not but the ones that were really awesome and um so I started kind of like going towards the fashion and editorial side of photography um and so I started now photographing um models that needed their portfolios built because they were new right they would be new to an agency the one thing that stood out that well that made me stand out was not necessarily how they looked because the image would come out great but it's how I made them feel so a lot of them you know they would tell me like I I photographed with somebody else and they were just like they either they gave me creepy vibes weird vibes Mm. or there was just not enough direction there was no connection Mm. like they didn't know how to express it but I knew it was there was no connection because I don't know maybe they're in their mind people expect them to yes. look good all the time yeah. so they have like this pressure of like am I doing this right do I have to be like this all the time you know what I mean and so I would break down this barrier this armor um, that they had which was it was it was nice to see someone kind of just come out of their shell and be like mm-hmm. oh, okay cool you know and and I would do that by conversation you know asking their interests figuring out what they like and finding common ground you know it could be as simple as a TV show or something that we both like, you know, like some ice cream or whatever, you know, just finding common ground. Yeah. Um, and, and I learned 
as time went, I learned how to do that quicker and faster, how to break walls very quickly, um, which then led to my work, to creating a massive amount of work where I could do it quickly too. So like sometimes I just jumped into a place and had five minutes to shoot because somebody's going to kick us out. And then create like amazing images and then run out of the place. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. well, one time we, we shot in front of like this beautiful Mustang and the, the, the owner of the Mustang was around the corner um, and he had to move his car. Like he's like, all right, you got two minutes till I go inside oh. and then I have to leave. So if you want to use the car, you have two minutes. I was like, done. Bang, bang. And, we, and oh, actually, wow. I have a photo of that. It's one of, I, I love that image. And it's not like I had to rent the car. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so fashion, I, I stayed in the fashion world. There was a lot of things still within fashion that need a lot of work um, because they are still very beauty focused in the, mm. the most negative aspect, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and if they they have a lot of uh, cleaning up to do because they've kind of messed society up. Mm-hmm. I couldn't <laughs> right. agree more. It's not very, it's yeah. not very body positive. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, I was doing it for the creative part, and I was a freelancer. So I I already started getting paid. Um, I didn't get paid as much, but I was doing it more for the love of the art. Um, and then I moved down here, and because we had a we had a baby, and then we moved down to Port St. Lucie. Um, and the first two years were pretty tough just because, you know, it's just I'm, I'm used to the hustle and the bustle. Mm-hmm. And then it just came down to like a screeching halt where I'm yeah. like, oh, my goodness, what do I do? It's such a difference. Um, New York yeah, it was yeah. crazy. Yeah. It was crazy. But, you know, from a financial standpoint, it made yes. more sense to, yeah. you know. And during that time, I decided to change because I was actually when I first got here, I actually still worked. I got in touch with Miami and Orlando agencies. And so I still worked. I even would okay. go to Tampa and I would do, you know, portfolio building. And it was nice too. Um, but I didn't want to leave my family. I don't want to go so mm. far. Yeah. Um, so I figured, okay, what else can I do? Um, and I always had this, this love for like business and branding. Um, and, mo- and it started mostly with the visual aspects of branding. Mm-hmm you know, like the colors, the logos and stuff. And I would then start learning more about what it meant to become a brand, like other than that, right? Because they go together. And so a brand essentially is the reputation, Mm. right? What what do people know you as? What do you represent? Uh, You know, what are you about? And Mm. stuff, it's not just the service. So I really, you know, dug deep into that. and, And I was like, you know what? Nobody's really touching up on that. And it seems like, there's a lot of things changing. The way businesses are doing business mm. is changing, yeah. right? COVID changed everything, the yeah. way we do business. This call right now is mm-hmm. because of that. And, you know, I figured, all right, let me try something. And then I did personal branding and I started working out really well because a lot of people started opening businesses yes. and they needed photography and yeah. we're like some I need something that's really cool and and sticks out and I'm like you know what let me bring my GQ Vanity Fair style yes to your business yes. and that's essentially what I do but um yeah so I started building that and it worked out really well um last year unfortunately uh I lost my mom oh, so no. yeah 
So I lost my mom and she was battling cancer for a while, oh. but it was just complications with it that, um, you know, kind of just took, took it to the end. And then, um, but I do remember that she, her and I used to talk a lot and early in my photography career, if you mm-hmm. can say that, right. Like, as I started t- almost 10 years ago, she was worried. I was like, I don't know if you should do this, you know, stick to the job. It's good. You know, the school that you're doing art, but your father tried art and it didn't work out for him. And your uncle did art too, like carpentry and didn't work out for him, you know, and, you know, out of concern, mm-hmm. but yeah. towards the end, like we had a conversation and she was, you know, she was like, I see what you've done and it's amazing. And it's beautiful. Oh. So I was like, okay. Oh. And, you know, she, she gave me the encouragement. She gave me the, um, I guess you could say the blessing. Yeah. Um, and so I know that during that time, again, we all grieve differently. Mm-hmm. I don't grieve well, <laughs> but I grieve immediately. I don't grieve well, but I grieve immediately. It's a short time. And then, you know, I take my time afterwards to like take moments yeah. to, to understand the pain. Um, but I took that time during that first initial, uh, you know, like month. Mm-hmm. and I was like well I want to do something that really means something to me mm-hmm. that I know would mean something to her and so then I started creating my family photography part oh, wow. um, and it's actually it's more of just portrait photography uh-huh. I have families there because they've reached out to me but it's more just portrait photography mm-hmm. and it was mostly based around empowering women oh, right wow. so um, a lot of my work has been around that people who've come to me have always been women that mm-hmm. want to be photographed on um, whether they were models or they were business uh, entrepreneurs or or just people wanted to be photographed for themselves mm-hmm. you know there's like I want something for me yeah. you know I want something to celebrate my accomplishments like I did this I need something like I want to say like oh this is the moment in my life where I want to like remember it and kind of cherish it forever wow. right yeah. and so that the part of the my style of work plus that message has been very powerful i want to now take that and just offer it to as many people as possible so then that's why the family photography uh part and kind of grew um and you can find it on my instagram too like there's links to it we'll talk about that you know later but um you know right now i'm looking to create a, a campaign um uh, for women 40 over 40 oh, um because yeah um i spoke to it to i spoke to a couple of people about it and you know women who are 40 women who are 40 or mm-hmm. over and i'm like you know what i noticed there's not that much marketing towards you and oh and so i was like when women hit their 40s they've come into they've stepped into themselves they're yes. more confident they are accomplished mm-hmm. they they know who they are and what they want they've already probably are mothers you know mothers wives sisters they're matriarchs and warriors mm-hmm. and no one's essentially seeing them and they want to be seen so i want to create that and so i'm going to be running that campaign i'll let you know about it but I, th- I thought about it and was just like, oh my God, this would be so great, especially for our area yes. too. And it's like, cause everybody talks to the family. Yeah. The kids are nice. Eh. Let's talk about <laughs> the women. 
who are holding the glue yes. to the family. Okay? Oh my God. <laughs> concentrate you... on them. They're the uh, ones that are pushing everything forward. So um, I'm excited to, to bring that. I'm working on that now um, in the back end. Um, but I'm really excited to bring that forward. Um, there's my leap. <laughs> <laughs> A really <laughs> big leap. But like, oh, I hope man. I answered the question. Yes, you did. You did. I actually didn't know that part of <laughs> being in New York and your wife you know, um, getting your first, getting you your first camera and you just like, it kind of just going natural for what it seems like to me mm. from there to you. And, oh, you were just saying all the feels right now, because I truly do see, and everyone who's listening, you know, please go and check Philip's work and give him a follow, subscribe, all of the things. I truly do see that you really do such a great job of capturing the authenticity of people, their authentic, Mm -hmm. true selves. And I've been in front of the camera a couple of times and I may not know what to do or how to pose because I've never done Mm -hmm. that professionally before. Boy, have I noticed it's a huge difference when the photographer has such a connection with who Mm -hmm. is being photographed. It just feels so great. And it feels like you just feel like, yeah, I can do this. And I just love that you're doing mm-hmm. that for women who are 40 and older, because maybe they've, they haven't experienced that before being comfortable in front of the mm-hmm. camera, maybe, or just always being the one taking the pictures. My mom has said exactly. that a lot, yes, a lot where mm-hmm. mothers, grandmothers, aunts, everybody is a lot of times, you know, capturing these moments and may not Mm -hmm. a lot of times be in front of the camera. So Mm I am in awe with what you're trying to do and what you've been doing and and just being so authentic with yourself too and and truly being yourself um, when it comes to your work. I love your reels and the resources, the education. You really do show that you are so here to follow your passion and to help others in so many different ways with resources, educating. I remember seeing your, I believe it was a reel or it was a regular post on um, just tips on dressing. You know, maybe Mm -hmm. those that aren't usually in front of the camera may not know exactly what to put together when it comes to dress or things like that. So just all around so many amazing, valuable resources. So I, I definitely had to say that, you know, following your work Thank you. and my next question for you, and I know it's, it is a loaded question, especially with starting a business as somebody who is just like my, my toe, like my pinky toe is just stepping into entrepreneurship. I always knew like yourself, I grew up with my, my parents, my mom specifically having a entrepreneurial mindset and always thought envisioned myself being my own boss, just how much goes to it, like so much. And so wanted to um, ask, you know, what fears did you face when starting your business and, and what helped you get to that mindset of like, I'm doing this no matter the outcome, you know, how mm-hmm. has that been with, with stepping into this journey and, and facing fears? Ooh, fears. Um, there's plenty. <laughs> yes, there are. It's so hard. Yes. Um, but the biggest one, uh, I would definitely say is failure, right? Fear mm-hmm. of failure. Yeah. Um, because you're going into something that's unknown mm-hmm. and you have these grand ideas and no one else 
no one else understands it. Even your your closest partner or mm-hmm. or your spouse, they they and it's not their fault. Mm-hmm. It's just because it lives in your head. It they don't understand into the the magnitude of of what you're thinking of. So for for you, this idea is grand. Yeah, hell, it's even scary. And, and you know, and most of us deal with it, especially in entrepreneurship. You know, you, you deal with that. You deal with people around you telling them, are you sure that's what you want to do? You know, there's not that much money in you. Or how much are you charging? Nobody's going to pay those prices. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like, why don't you just keep uh, just job? You could do that as a hobby, you know. And, you know, having that's one is fear of failure and then having to battle that, right? Yeah. Um, so that's that's one of the biggest fears. And in my case, you know, I got a lot more to lose. <laughs> so it's like a double-edged sword. Yeah. So for me, it's like I have my wife to take care of. I have two children to take care of oh. and, you know, a household. Mm-hmm. So I have more to lose, which puts me on the side of I can't lose. Mm. Yeah. There's, there's, there's no way I'm, I'm not making this happen. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I have these thoughts um, where like, it's funny, I had this conversation with my wife. I was like, you know what? If this photography thing doesn't work out, I have like three more business ideas in place. Mm-hmm. And they all evolve, revolve around food. And I have amazing mm-hmm. stories and I have marketing already built out for them. Yes. In my head, of course, I have a business plan and all set. And I know they will succeed. But that doesn't mean... And then in my head, I'm like, wait a minute. But that's me telling myself that this is not going to succeed. So mm. scrub that. Yeah. Let's just say yeah. well, when this succeeds and I have more time, I'll create those businesses as well. Um, you know, again, it's like this readjustment. I think the I think the the point where this that I did the I am doing this no matter what outcome mm-hmm. part was when my second child was born. As mm-hmm. soon as she came out crying, I was like, oh, things <laughs> just got real real. Because <laughs> the first one is like you know, lollipops and rainbows and so sweet. And you can still manage <laughs> yeah. financially. Mm-hmm. But as soon as that second one hit, all of a sudden, you know, your life flashes before your eyes and you realize the expenses that are coming your way and everything yeah. that you need to do to maintain that family flow and to keep them going. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's a lot of nights that I just, I don't have sleep mm-hmm. because I'm working on the business. Um, you know, like, I, I have priorities in my life. And the first priority is the spiritual. The second is my family. And the third is my business. Mm. After that is my sleep. And then mm, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> because, <laughs> I was trying to think of exercise, but I really haven't done anything. <laughs> what I consider is exercise is leaving the house to get the mail. Okay. Um, and at some point there'll be exercise. You know what I mean? But yes. again, I, I, I want this so bad, mm-hmm. but I, I want to take care of my family. And so I've learned to balance and, you know, make sacrifices, really. Like yeah. me working another job is tough, um, but I know in the long run, it's going to work out. And also sacrificing the things that I would like to do for myself or you know like maybe like binge watching on Netflix and Mm -hmm. stuff like that or playing video games with my friends or something like that you know like I left those things behind you know Mm -hmm. they send me texts hey any chance you're online I'm like no not really you know like my Xbox and all my games and stuff are catching dust (laughs) I 
canceled all my most of my subscriptions. I only have Disney who Disney, Hulu and whatever for oh, my kids. Okay. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's prioritizing what you really want. And that kind of helps you deal with those fears. Um, and don't get me wrong, they're, they're, they still continue to be there because it might, I, and here's the funny thing, and like, it's pretty bad. It's not, well, not bad. It's an ego trip, honestly, because sometimes you could be doing so good and that one person tells you no, or you're not, or, you know, I I'm not going to pay that. You're too expensive. Or they say something slightly negative mm-hmm. and your ego kicks in and says, wait am I not good enough mm. you know yeah. so it's like you're battling yourself yeah right awesome you know what I mean and you could be doing so well yeah. I mean you literally could be doing having a great year and one person trips you up to telling you no and then you and again it's your own stinking ego that mm-hmm. gets in the way um so you know as as business owners I feel like people who are really pursuing it have that 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 constant like uh fight in their head you know what i mean um but i I also feel that fear is a great motivator um and not in a tyrannical way but it's a great motivator you know what i mean like it's a Mm -hmm. great motivator be like oh that feels scary okay all right so and usually when something is scary or it makes you like sweat in your palms it's a good thing Mm -hmm. like in the business aspect in the entrepreneurial side it's a good thing and it's it is. hard. It I feel like it's hard it to is. even think like it is scary. Like being in the safe oh zone God. all the time yeah. is just pushing it out of the boundaries. Yeah. Oh so my God. That takes yeah. a lot. I feel like to really continually yeah. go by that and and just uh, challenge yeah. yourself and and face those fears right. or just accept this scares me a little. This really does. Uh, yeah, yeah go. big yeah. time. Yeah, whether it be rejection or financial or just taking a risk you know what yeah. i mean and, and trying something it's super scary i'm 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 like in my journey to looking for a studio my palms get sweaty every time <laughs> i try to look for somebody to talk to about yeah. like rent space you know what i mean because i'm like you know <laughs> do i take this step forward what do i do you know what if the money doesn't come what if the, you know all these what ifs but instead i should be you know i change what yeah i should be asking I was like but what if it works out Mm-hmm. But what if they do buy? Yes. But what if they want to do business with you? Mm-hmm. What if you can have this life where you provide for your family and do something you love? Like, what if? Yeah. <laughs> All the what ifs that you think, what if not? There's what ifs, yes. Exactly. So, um, you know what I'm saying? So for me, that that I think that part in answering the, the doing this no matter what part mm-hmm. was when my second kid came along. Because to be honest, as an MA or a medical assistant, I can't cover the I can't cover the the expenses as much as I would like to mm. to provide for my family, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And to provide for my family in a comfortable way, mm. you know what I mean? Like it would be a struggle. It would be a yes. check to check to check to check, mm. you know? And me personally, I always wanted my kids to be with my wife, mm-hmm. to be raised by my wife. Mm-hmm. So again, if I have to sacrifice, you know, myself for that to happen, then that's the way it's going to be. You know what I mean? And some people are like, yo, why don't you, maybe your wife can go to work. And I'm like, no, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want that. And I'll do everything in my power to allow that not to happen and for them to have their mother take care of them. You know what I mean? Yes. So I want them to experience experience that because truly, I mean, everybody who, 
who I tell that to says, yeah, if you can do it, it's the best way to go. Right. Because yeah, it just makes sense. It does. It just makes sense. It really yeah. does. So if and it's it, in your power, you can't. It sounds like a very yeah. also like team effort, just looking out for each other. And yeah, like you said, time. those sacrifices and it's your family. Like, like you said, is one of your biggest motivators, I would think is just right. You know, yeah. I'm doing this to support my family, to support myself and to also yeah. live your dream at the same time too, is yeah. just beautiful. So beautiful. Yeah. Thank and you, thank you. I definitely feel you. Those, those narratives in our minds, I, I agree. <laughs> I face those same, uh, you know, obstacles in a sense, but like you said, it's something that is, it's a learning thing, I, I believe. And it's something that really just um, you know, really pushes us to be like, no, I don't want to keep what it like, you know, what if myself in a negative way, I don't want to keep that narrative right. in my mind through this whole process, I want to feel, you know, no, like, actually, what if yeah. this all works out, and it very much can, it's just having, you know, to keep moving and, and also being honest with ourselves, too. I know you had mentioned, you know, if things you have other ideas in mind as well, I feel like that's always such a great to just keep creating in your mind, keep having Mm -hmm. those ideas that just, Mm -hmm. you know, can, we never know what's going to happen. So I love that you have those other businesses in mind too. Mm -hmm. I cannot wait to hear and, and see that manifestation come to life because uh, I, I I definitely see you having more than one business for sure. Thank you. I hope so. That'd be cool. Definitely. (laughs) I want to ask um, to our, the next question here. And you touched on this a bit, but I would love to know more as far as like what you have learned and realized about yourself during the time of creating your business and even anything as a recently as your business grows. I know you mentioned like that narrative in your mind. What are other things that you're finding out about yourself through this journey of of having your own business? Uh, One of the biggest ones definitely off the top of my head is patience. Okay. Patience has been one of the biggest ones that I've come to. And I'm and I'm a person who's impatient in the way I grew up. Maybe even it's a cultural thing, who knows? Um, but my parents were like that. Everything needs to happen quickly and fast and you know, get to it. Let's go. Mm-hmm. We're slowing down. Come on, let's go. You know. Um, and again, as where I was raised too. So I'm very impatient. Um, and sometimes it's been a Obviously, it can be a bad thing, but it's also been a good thing. So the bad part about it, about being impatient, is um, that sometimes you let your your impatience kind of hurt yourself in the sense that, oh, man, am I doing enough? Did I do that right? Mm -hmm. You know, I could do more. I know Mm -hmm. I could do more. You know, where you're pushing yourself to now you you don't respect your own boundaries like you don't set up boundaries Mm. and you just continue and continue and mind you if you're burnt out that's it you're not going to keep continuing doing more once you burn out you burn out and then you hate what you do right and so I wasn't you know for me it's you know trying to find that balance of patience um and drive Mm. um because the good side of I guess you could say, quote unquote, good side of impatience would be there's that drive. I, I, I want to go into the next thing to make this happen. Okay, I finished this. Cool, great. What's next? Where can I go? 
And in that sense, you know, it might have shortened the period of time and where my business can grow. However, most of them, because I have mentors that are, that are, have, um, you know, that do this successfully, that do, do photography successfully, like portrait work and personal branding photography, and they do it successfully and they're great. So I'm part of a mentor group and they all say the same thing. It's, you gotta slow down. You gotta have patience. You just gotta let it happen. This is not a, this is not a sprint. Mm. It's a marathon. Enjoy the journey and stuff. Cause you're going to look back and be like, wow, that happened. Mm -hmm. Look how, look how short ago that was. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, you, at the same time, you, you have this vision, you're like, oh man, I could almost touch it. But then you're fighting with yourself because, you know, or you're beating yourself because Mm -hmm. you don't have it in your hands yet. So patience has been definitely one of the things that I've learned about myself and, kind of had to readjust you know what I mean um find that balance uh and it's been helpful uh, and sorry one of the other things that's been helpful has been uh, just being grateful mm-hmm. gratitude gratitude goes a long way the, if you concentrate on the good things that you have for you mm-hmm. you can start less focusing on the things that may be not going your way or are hurting you and stuff and it's not like oh you gotta be positive all the time positivity yeah. positive. No, because there's, there's toxic positive definitely you know there's mm-hmm. that, that that exists it's mm-hmm. not about being positive it's just being accepting and grateful for what you do have it's like oh let me focus on what i do have i think to, to going back to those two is uh learning how to be patient and developing a sense of gratitude has always been a, a good one uh, to just basically, you know, keep moving forward. You know what I mean? It'll happen. It'll yes, happen. Definitely. You know, enjoy the journey. You know, be grateful for what's right in front of you. you know? That is so Don't forget true. forget about those things. So well so, said. I couldn't agree more you. because I think it also helps a lot with being present because it can be really hard to not be yeah. present nowadays mm-hmm. with so much going on and things outside of our control and especially, Mm -hmm. you know, running Mm -hmm. a business, there are things that, you know, you can have a handle of, and maybe there are things that are just out of your control that you're just like, I need to just be patient with this whole process. You know, what has helped you the most with like finding balance? Is there anything in particular? And this could be something as like Google calendar or anything (laughs) else really that helps you kind of find that balance with your business and your personal life. What has really helps you with with finding that um so um i follow this guy his name is chris doe um and he's he he owns this uh agency called the future okay it's the future without eating at the end he basically talks about work-life balance um and it's all revolving everything that revolves around business from the okay. personal to the actual business, yeah. but it's a, it's about setting boundaries. And that's another thing that's helped me is setting boundaries. Mm-hmm. I dictate what time is going to be spent on my business. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't, uh, you know, I'm, I'm there as customer service is a hundred percent. I love my clients. I'll go above and beyond for them. 
mm-hmm. during the hours of nine to five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. We got to have that on that, a t shirt or not, something. Uh-huh. During yeah. the hours of nine to five, it worked good. <laughs> Okay. So I treat it just like any business, like, I mean, like any job that you have, mm-hmm. you don't take the homework with you. Um, and that's how, you know, and eventually, and, and that's because I don't even have a system, like an actual computer program system in place yet. Cause that's my next step where everything will be automated. Well, I have a, when somebody reaches out to me, if they have mm-hmm. a general question about something or they want more information, I'll have a system in place working in the background, answering those questions or sending them information or whatever, because I kind of already know what, what people ask me as far as business goes, like either how much you cost or where can I learn more or is, you know, and I have like a set of questions, FAQs and stuff that, you know, when somebody asks me, I have a a response for it. So I'm going to have an automated system eventually will make it even easier. And I don't, all I have to do is log in at my allotted time mm-hmm. and answer those questions figure or you know okay well, this is the next step blah, blah, blah. so is- right from the get I already knew I want boundaries because yes. I don't want I, I love my business mm-hmm. oh my god I love it like my own baby mm-hmm. but I don't want it to excuse me to ever interfere with my family and my personal life mm-hmm. like to take away from that because that can easily happen you get yes. so driven that like you said, you you all of a sudden don't become present or mm-hmm. just, you know, it takes over your life. And then the people that matter the most are the ones who suffer. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that's the, so <laughs> that true. part. I think that one. Awesome. And the, the system you had said with your business, so, so helpful, definitely mm-hmm. help will help you um, with taking some of that time back. I love that you're finding these different ways to just yeah. have to really have those boundaries and, and set them. I am such a huge believer on, I think everything needs boundaries now more than ever. Um, and it's just something to really, just really go in and, and, and really remind us of what we're really doing this for, if our family, mm-hmm. ourselves, um, in what is so important to us. I think the boundaries are such a great reminder. And I love that you said that too. Um, sweet. Awesome. And I have one last question here before we get into the rapid fire questions, but, mm-hmm. um, what is some advice you would give to your past self when it came to, you know, your overall well being? what would that be? Would you say kind of looking back, what would you tell yourself? Be more vulnerable, be more vulnerable because when you are vulnerable, so this comes from this lady, her name is Brene Brown. Yes, I love her. Look, okay, okay, yes. yeah. So I, if you get to see her Netflix special, it's pretty cool. Um, and I think she I did a TED yet. Talk. That's how she became famous. Yeah, she has a TED Talk. That's how she actually became who she, she is now. Um, and it's about vulnerability. Because when you're vulnerable, you allow yourself, uh, you allow other people to care for you. You allow other people in. And of course, this is not everybody. You that that privilege mm-hmm. is only allotted to a few people. Yeah. Right? Um, but yeah, definitely be, being more vulnerable because you know, um, I think in my case, for my case, like, like I said, I, I grieve differently, mm-hmm. and so for me, it was 
for me, it was like a total mini breakdown at the beginning. But then over the years, like I would go on months and months and not feel a thing mm. and then have a complete breakdown and just mm. like shut down, like, you know, but allowing, and that was with the first death of my father. That was so, it was almost like a lesson learned. Mm. It's a hard lesson. But now with my mom, I'm allowing myself to be, like I said, more vulnerable and emotional, mm. uh, allowing my wife to really see that part of me. Um, and she, she appreciates that, but I appreciate it because she can help me, you know, she maybe doesn't even have to say anything. Mm -hmm. It's just her being there and holding me or something, but I have those moments, you know, we, you know, and I think also from a grieving standpoint, it's important because you don't want to bottle all this pain up Mm -hmm. and just keep it. And just like, you know, the the usual thing is, you know, just be a man about it. Push that down. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, yeah. <laughs> Been the norm. Yes. But it's so unhealthy. So <laughs> you know? unhealthy. Oh my gosh. And then you, you're wondering why you're like, you have ulcers and oh, like, yeah. intestines are black. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, so you know? true. Then, oh goodness. Yeah. It so, affects the health so much. A lot of people actually, like, yeah, don't know does, this, but it does. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, true. by now we all know that stress is the number one killer, mm-hmm. both over heart attacks, if anything, it causes them. Yeah, you know. Um, so there's it, this same stands to be true about you know our our own feelings and you know mm-hmm. the problems that we might be having, you know, and and <laughs> oddly enough, and ironically, being man enough to talk mm-hmm. to someone about it, you know, yeah. what I mean, to find help, to seek help. Um, because that's part of our mental health, mental mm-hmm. well-being. There's nothing wrong, you know. Obviously, I think those stigmas are also kind of going away too. Um, about you know, oh, if you ask for help, then you're weak, mm-hmm. right? That's the that's the most the, the most general stigmas. If you ask for help, you're weak. Mm-hmm. So I think those are going away. Yeah. Um, but also kind of. I, I, I want that to work for me, but I also want to teach it to my children. Yeah, because so you know, it's 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 tough because the way I was raised, you know, and sometimes you project that onto mm-hmm. your kids, and then I quickly try to correct it. So I don't know what's going on in their head, but they're must thinking that daddy's a psycho. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like he's like, he just got mad, but then he said it's okay. So what the hell's going on? You know. What I mean? <laughs> So it's like me trying to fix myself mm-hmm. without affecting them, mm-hmm. um, you know, and still trying to teach them how to be strong, um, empowered little women. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, oh. um, so for me, yeah, I would say uh, being more vulnerable mm-hmm. if, if I could have spoken to my past. I just love that you're, you're embracing that with your children and, and with your wife too. That sounds absolutely amazing. And I love hearing it. I uh, would love to get into the rapid fire questions. If you're ready for that mm. to conclude our, our okay. episode here. Okay. Sure. Um, what is your favorite stress, anxiety reliever, something that is a must in your daily routine? So for me, it's, it's, um, I love my music. It to me, music fuels the soul it does. so much. Who has been your biggest influence when it comes to well-being? Mm, biggest influence um, um, as a person, uh, my wife, because um, she's always been looking out for me, mm-hmm. um, and then my mom. Oh, 
that's awesome. Uh, any final advice to those who might be going through similar experiences as you and or for someone who wants to work in your field? Uh, pretty similar to what I said before is just have patience. Yeah. Um, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Um, definitely, definitely enjoy the journey. Um, because um, as far as it's in my field, you you're always constantly, constantly growing and learning and learning and never think that you've already learned everything. You, there's always something to get better at and learn. Mm-hmm. Um, so continue educating yourself, find people that have the same mindset as you, you know, like, you know, find people that are either doing, doing it better and successful, successfully, or, you know, that you can talk to um, and surround yourself with people who, who have the same mindset. You know, because they can, and they don't necessarily have to be in your field, but they have the same goals in mind, right? Mm-hmm. Like growth, growth goals. Um, because some, like I said, sometimes the people that you love the most don't have those same goals, right? And that's okay. That's them. That's their their yeah. life. You know what I'm saying? So you have to find that that tribe, right? Mm-hmm. That's gonna, you know, you know, encourage you or pick you up. Be like, hey, listen today was a bad week. All right, cool. So what did you learn? What did you do wrong? Mm -hmm. Where can you improve? You know what I mean? Um, So definitely having uh, a nice uh, mentors, education, um, and patience. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Sweet. All right. And lastly, where can our listeners find you? I have two Instagrams. I have one that is for personal branding and so that's help businesses uh, create great first impressions and transform their online presence. You have the other one, which is Philip Destruct Portraits. It's mm-hmm. my name again, just followed by portraits. And that one is just helping empower everyday women with luxury portraits. Excellent. <laughs> Follow at The Working Wellbeing on Instagram and Facebook, as well as subscribe to Hear It First on Spotify and Apple Podcasts.